Hey, this is Homer Hargrove. I'm the pastor of Grape Top Church, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for connecting with our family today, and I hope this message inspires you and that it makes a difference in your life. Enjoy the message. Good evening, everyone. Hope y'all are having an enjoyable Sunday. It's uh, Homer and Lauren here with you. Um, We are um, excited to begin the new series. If you haven't um, heard yet, the new series for October is I Am Afraid. I Am Afraid. Why are you saying it like a newscaster? I don't know. I'm emphasizing. This just coming in. Yes. Grape Top Church, this month's series is I Am Afraid. Yes, thank you, Um, Homer. We'll get back Back to you, Lauren. Back to me, yes. So, um, I Am Afraid, but the reason I emphasize that is um, we're not going to talk about why we shouldn't be afraid or, um, you know, I am not afraid. Today we're talking about, even as a church, the things that we're honestly, simply afraid of. So what are we afraid of? And today we're talking about politics. I know you might be thinking, politics? Yes, just get ready. And next week, just so you know, we're going to be talking about religion. Religion. (laughs) Sounds crazy, right? So just get ready. Um, I really hope that today speaks to you and encourages you in some way. And so, um, again, we are um, happy to be here. Homer, how are you feeling today? I feel really great. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of intimidated giving this message to uh, us today Mm -hmm. Um, just because of how uh, really heightened everybody is on this topic. Um, Before we get in, I want you guys to, uh, to just take a breath. Just breathe in. Breathe out. Does that feel good? Yeah, it felt really good. So, I know that when it comes to this subject, some of you guys have been all over uh, social media sharing your opinion, sharing your thoughts. Some of you guys have been just trying to avoid this topic altogether. Um, and we really just have been experiencing such uh, a high level of um, opinion mm-hmm. when it comes to this topic of politics. and. I don't know if anyone remembers like the classic saying that three things you never talk about is religion, politics, 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 religion, and money. Money, yeah, um, you don't do and that. So those are actually three things that we're going to be talking about this month. And next week is going to be our first in-person gathering. That's right. Very <laughs> exciting. And yeah. so I thought, well. We better talk about politics before we yeah, <laughs> before we get in person, so that way no one throws anything yeah, at me. Yeah, kind of dodge. Yeah, you know, dodge um, there won't be any violent, you know, um, outbursts. Outbursts for you know whatever reason. So as we get into this message, um, I want to thank real quick. Thanks, Lucy, for jumping on. Tamara, I see you there. Uh, what's up, Carmen? Coming all the Welcome. way from Neff Campus Live, <laughs> <laughs> um, and. Uh, As we get started, I wanted to share this real quick. Politics is, is, let me just preface. Yeah. We're going to get real like serious tone now. Okay. Okay. So I have to get a couple of jokes out of the way. Okay. um, Because I want y'all to know that I'm funny. He is funny. And that even though this is going to be, probably, even though this is a really serious topic, I really feel like we should take a step back and not take ourselves so serious. Okay. And so one thing I wanted to say. Yeah. And I ran these by Lauren before. There's some that I'm not allowed to say. Yeah, there's so. that we're not going to. And I won't. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but there's some, it's like kind of like dad joke vibes, babe. Yeah, so 
it's it's been said that the there's three things that you should never bring onto a TV show or a radio talk show. Okay. And that is because you never know what they're gonna say or do. Yeah. It's too unpredictable. Right. And that is children, mm-hmm. animals, mm-hmm. and politicians. Uh, that's a good one, yeah, That's a knee slap. Yeah, there, there you go. Um, I'll just let it, that rest. Yeah. Uh, all right. Now, it now that sense. we kind of got loosened up, let's get into the serious tone. Okay. Oh, okay. Let me lean in. Okay, lean in. Um, so, <laughs> politics have become our Bible and our God. You're either with me or against me. You're on my side, or you should leave. Some of you only tuned in to listen to this specific message just to see if I affirm your political beliefs. I urge you to hear this message with an open heart as a Christian, not as a Republican and not as a Democrat. I urge you to hear this message with a willingness to bridge our differences and see that diversity is actually the best thing for our world. Mm. Good, right? That's good. I felt it. Now let me share a scripture verse. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10 through 13, Paul says, I appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ, to live in harmony mm-hmm. with each other. Mm-hmm. Let there be no divisions in the church, rather be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. Mm. For some members of Chloe's household have told me about your quarrels, my dear brothers and sisters. Some of you are saying, I am a follower of Paul. Others are saying, I follow Apollos, or I follow Peter, or I follow only Christ. Has Christ been divided into factions? Was I, Paul, crucified for you? Were any of you baptized in the name of Paul? Of course not. Now, can we say a couple different ways in that verse? Mm-hmm. Some of you are saying, I am a follower of Trump. Others are saying, I am a follower of Biden. Some of you are saying, I only follow libertarians. And others say, I follow only Christ. Has Christ been divided into factions? Was Trump crucified for you? Were any of you baptized in the name of Biden? Of course not. Mm. Y'all like to switch up? That was good. Yeah. (laughs) And so the reason that we're getting into this is because I've seen this trail of complete division go from just social media i've seen it go to friends i've seen it go into families and i've seen it go into the church of people just it's turning more and more into if you think this way unfriend me right now if you think this way then we we shouldn't be friends anymore i mean i want to preface also as we get really into this that i have two parents one is a republican and one is a democrat so I have to learn to love both of them. It's yeah. hard. <laughs> but And when I say Democrat and Republican, they're far right, far left. Um, and I, I'm saying this to tell you that I'm trying to give this message without a bias. Yeah. This whole week, I was even determined not to even look at the news. I wasn't always successful. Right. It's hard. I mean, it's hard not this to. week, all this stuff happened. I mean, yeah. I had to take a peek, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I wanted to really give this message without and without a persuasion of any news media. I wanted to feed my mind and my spirit biblically rather than through news media outlets. Right. And as we get into this, I want to I want to also share this these other scriptures to really soften our hearts. 
because our hearts have become so hardened on this topic of politics to where our brothers and sisters in Christ are accusing one another of not being true, authentic Christians if they yeah. side with one pol uh, political party or the other. Mm -hmm. They put the political party in front of just Christianity. Yeah. If Oh, if you're a Republican, you're not a real Christian. Oh, if you're a Democrat, you're not a real Christian. Guys, this is... This is so far beyond what Jesus intended the church to be. Yeah. And so I want to share this to, with the, with the in, intention for our hearts to be softened. Because it's not about how right we can be. It's not about how justified we can be. It's about how we can love our neighbor, how we can love our fellow believer. Yeah. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians 9, 22 through 24, When I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness, for I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, mm -hmm. doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. Don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. Paul is literally saying that we need to put all differences aside with the intention of bringing somebody to Christ. Yeah. And there's been more effort in converting people to a political party than any Christian has made in converting somebody to Christ. Yeah. You feel so much more timid to tell somebody about Jesus than you do about telling them why they should be a Republican or mm. Democrat. Guys, that is, that is off the charts ridiculous. Yeah. Another verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31 through 34, it says, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Don't give offense to the Jews or Gentiles or the church of God. I too try to please everyone and everything I do. I don't just do what is best for me. I do what is best for others so that many may be saved and you should imitate me just as I imitate Christ. So again, Paul is saying that nothing else matters except the idea of being of, of bringing somebody to Christ. Mm -hmm. He's and he's not saying when he says please everything and he and everything he does trying to please everybody, mm -hmm. he's not saying being a people pleaser, but he's saying being uh, gentle and humble to where everybody is pleased with him to where when he says something people value and appreciate it right. and when he says I do what is best for others so that many may be saved it, he's talking about how the best thing to do is witness a proper testimony of Jesus to others yeah. so that is first and foremost and he's saying whatever you do do it for the glory of God and so however you decide to vote, let it be for the glory of God. Are you able to vote Democrat? Are you able to vote Republican either way and glorify God in doing so? Of course you can. The idea that, that you should not bring your faith into politics is the most stupid thing I've ever said. Uh, I, I ever said, yeah. I ever heard, sorry, mm -hmm. I never said that. <laughs> uh, if, if we determine our sex life based off of our faith, how much more should we determine how we vote? Mm -hmm. It should be completely intertwined because our faith is a lifestyle. Yeah. And in saying that, your faith can lead you to vote either way. That's between you and God in the ballot box. It's not between anybody else. If you have a different opinion than somebody, that's your right. That's your opinion. And it is wrong for anybody to try to, to belittle you or make you feel less than by the way that you have an opinion. 
if you want to, if you want more information on on the way that you vote, that's up to your responsibility. It's not up to somebody to persuade you or pressure you. Mm -hmm. And uh, and going into that idea right there, being persuaded or pressured, I'm gonna just really be as as straightforward as I can. Before I do, Lauren, do you have anything <laughs> you want to say? Um, yeah, this is gonna be intense. Um, I, um, I mean, when, really, when I think about the heart behind this message, um, I feel like it's just so needed right now, specifically for those of us that are following God and Christians, because honestly, like this, this whole, um, and like you mentioned the other day, like every election, you know, um, when it comes to like what you stand for and, and, you know, whether you're this or that, this political party or that one, you know, it's so easy to put your Christianity on the back burner. Like, and when I thought about it right now, it's like, okay, are we leading with the identity of we are Christians or right now, though you're a Christian, you're leading with your identity as Republican or Democrat. Does that make sense? You know, it, yeah. it's one is taking the back burner. And so many times right now, you're willing or we are willing to be like so strong in whatever political party we we follow i'm a republican i'm a democrat to where we totally put our morals and our heart and our mission and our purpose as a christian on the back burner because we feel justified we feel pride for what we're standing for we feel um you know upset with everyone else that's against it to where we don't realize before it even happens that we are completely not representing christ right you know, we still have a responsibility as a Christian during this time and, and as we talk about politics to still represent Christ. You know, we, we sometimes hide behind who we're following. If you're following Trump or Biden or whoever, we hide behind them thinking that they're going to protect us when we begin to speak out pridefully and arrogantly and disrespectfully. Like, oh, I follow Trump or I follow Biden, whoever you follow, you know, oh, yeah, so I can say this, this and this. But at the end of the day, can you, you know, and I guess what I'm sharing is we have to take a moment and a breath and step back and really evaluate, like, yeah. a hold on, pump the brakes. I want to represent Christ. I am a Christian. And so even though I feel passionate about this or that, it is my responsibility to still be reflecting Christ in the right way, yeah. humble and gentle and kind. And we are not the ultimate judge. Everything we do, everything we say will be taken accounted, will be accounted for on judgment day between us and God, not between you and your neighbor or you and your aunt, whoever that is, you know, <laughs> whoever you're talking to, whoever you're agreeing with or disagreeing with, you know, yeah. And um, we have to be careful to not let this get in between our relationships, especially with family, you know. And so, um, and then the other thing it made me think of really quick is, you know, that verse in the Bible that says, you know, answer a fool so that you will not look foolish. But then right after that, it says, don't answer a fool. And it, you know, so that you'll you be will, as foolish as because you'll then you'll be as foolish as them. So it says two different things. But what it really is saying is, is and it made me think of these times that there's some like conversations and fights and disagreements that will not be worth it because yeah. the person on the other party, or maybe that's you, you're not looking for truth. You're set in your own ways. Your mind is not open to see it any other way. And so therefore, no matter what you say to that person, or maybe it's said to you, it's going to literally go in one ear and out the other and you will get nowhere. So you have to decide, is this a conversation where I should answer? 
And maybe this person on the other end is open to have a conversation, a rational conversation about our beliefs. Or maybe it's a different situation where they are not at the place where they're gonna have a rational conversation even if y'all have disagreements. Do you know, see what I'm saying? So I know that's like a separate tangent, yeah. but I think as a Christian, that's one thing we just have to really, um, as we continue this message, be careful with. Knowing when to, to even, it, when it's worth it and when it's not, because you will either look foolish or not. And so um, we have to use discernment in those times. Yeah. You know, and that's really powerful. What, what you're saying too is how we are in a time where everyone is, before this is like a topic no one wanted to talk about, but I'm going to just say this, that some of you guys have been fakers, dude. You've been faking that you're so timid and that you're too shy to share your faith. But voting season, you're the bravest, most courageous. I, I'm too afraid to say some of the stuff <laughs> you've said. And you just have no reserve, no hesitation in sharing your mind, sharing your thoughts. And when you think about that for a second, ask yourself, why am I so ready to share my political views, but not my spiritual views. Mm. And it's because of what you're feeding yourself. Yeah. Around the election time, all we feed ourselves is news media junk. Mm -hmm. We just feed each other the speeches and the, the facts mm -hmm. and the, the figures and the yeah. statistics. Oh yeah, I'm a genius now. And, and we get this oversimplified idea to all these complicated problems and they're like, this guy's got it. Yeah. And let me lead that into this. We are being completely manipulated by propaganda. I feel like I used to see propaganda as like, like Nazi Germany, like, you know, communist China, yeah. like just putting pictures of the, the, the leader, supreme leader, and telling you what to believe. Mm -hmm. And, and it's like, I would never fall for that. And yet, when you look at what news is today, yeah. when you look at what social media is doing today, every commercial, it is literally just propaganda. And, and you might be thinking like, okay that's ridiculous and let me be clear i'm talking about both sides here i'm talking about democrats i'm talking about republicans guys we have been just being fed like slop all of this propaganda and it's been manipulating the way that we see people it's been manipulating the way that we see it see the world mm -hmm. and it is just we need to figure out how we can become more aware of what we are feeding our minds and spirits and how it affects you. Yeah. Like I said, all, you're, all you can think about right now is politics. All that people can talk about right now is politics because that's all they're consuming. Yeah. That's all the content that they're looking at. And people only have a problem with family and friends having different political opinions around voting times. Mm -hmm. I've seen so many different family members that have just put like outlandish, like one, one way you're either with me or you can go to hell. Like <laughs> that is it. And I'm just like, I just talked to you the other day. <laughs> like, what? I didn't know you felt that way about me. And it's like just so extreme. And it's only, it's like if, a year ago, just a year ago, I could share a political thought and I'm like, oh yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but now it's like, oh no, no way. Because <laughs> they're just heightened. Yeah. And 
I want you to understand that everything in our world, nearly everything, not everything, but nearly close to everything, is promoted or pushed because it usually has an incentive of financial gain. Don't trade your loved ones, your relationships, for someone else's agenda. Mm -hmm. Someone that you don't even know. I mean, isn't that crazy that with politicians, there's this perception that we know them? Yeah. I mean, like, whether you know them good or bad, like, oh, he's a dirtbag. Like, you don't even know him. Yeah. He, he would never say that. Mm-hmm. You don't know him. Yeah. It's, and you are trading your relationships and your families for their agenda. The, at the end of the day, every organization that is promoting one political party or another they have some incentive of financial gain. Mm-hmm. Did you know that that prohibition when alcohol was completely illegal, it was in effect when, when Henry Ford made the Model T to run off of ethanol instead of oil and gasoline. And when because Rockefeller was so influential, just coincidentally, prohibition started during that time. And once it was so difficult to make ethanol as the primary fuel source he gave up and gave in and uh, did an agreement with rockefeller to to run it off of oil and gasoline and that very year that the model t came out with oil and gasoline it was the year that prohibition ended see at the time it seemed like oh like we're real christians yeah. like we're real taking our like alcohol is destroying the world mm-hmm. and the whole time politicians were just doing yeah. it for financial incentive mm-hmm. It was uh, all of the world, was, all of our country was at hold for financial incentive mm-hmm. of, of a few. And so right now, if you think for a minute that either candidate has, has no incentive personally to gain or that any organization that it's promoting one candidate doesn't have an incentive to gain, you're fooling yourself. You've drinking the Kool-Aid, dude. Mm-hmm. That there is personal gain for for everybody in, that's involved with that side or the other, mm-hmm. and I, <laughs> I think that we have become we've become so enwrapped in the agendas of men that we have taken this idea of sup- superiority over anyone that thinks differently. As, I mean, I've heard so many people just completely go into the superiority mo- mode to where if you think that if you believe in the other candidate, you're an idiot. How could you believe that liar, that 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 manipulator? That, I can't believe you. You're so stupid. I would never be tricked like that. A complete superiority thinking that everyone else that doesn't think like you is dumb or less than. Yeah. And the other thing that has come up is hypocritical spite over anyone that has this diverse opinion. Mm-hmm. I just saw this this post the other day that truly disturbed me. It, it actually disgusted me. And it was commenting on Governor Abbott's response to a decision he made with, uh, with counties only having a limited number of post offices to be able to use for mail-in ballots. Not taking an opinion on it at all. But I saw someone comment on it saying, Call, just very vulgar, grotesque, saying that uh, that stupid, crippled SOB doesn't know what he's doing, yada, yada, yada. I can't believe he's doing that. Do, uh, it's going to make people who are invalids so much harder to make the ballots. 
So while using, while trying to, to protect people that are handicapped or are invalid, they're using that as a slur against the, the, the very person that they're against. Yeah. I mean, do you not see how hypocritical that is? I was truly disgusted when I saw mm -hmm. that. I mean, when it, you look at anybody uh, on both sides, and we do that all the time. I mean, when it comes to people trying to defend Trump, like that was his past, that was a locker room conversation, blah, blah, blah. And But when it's Biden, look at this video that we found 30 years ago of him calling this person Michael Jackson. Isn't that so racist? And it's like, dude, like that's a crazy jump. But it's like both sides is like just completely, completely hypocritical spite mm -hmm. to where if it works for me, it's okay. But if it is against me, oh, that you can't use that. Mm -hmm. And I, it's just, I want us to really like take a step back and realize that whatever you're feeding yourself, news media, social media, if you're just searching for that, the, the watchdog groups to see what they sh said about, what they found out about Trump or the dirt that they found out about Biden, dude, you are drinking too much Kool-Aid. You need to chill out. Mm -hmm. you, you already know who you're going to vote for. Okay. You already know by now, if you're still searching, go search on dude. If you, if you're having a hard time to decide who to vote for, there's nothing wrong with asking people that you respect who they're voting for. But at what you need to do is ask them why, so that you can get a good grasp yourself. If you agree with the why there's nothing wrong with that. But those of you who just getting worked up every single day, you're getting more and more angry every single day. Dude, you already know who you're going to vote for. Just chill out and mm -hmm. take a couple steps back because you're ruining your relationships. Yeah. Honestly. And we're going to get into the next point, but I'm, I hope that this really sets in this, this idea of manipulated pro, uh, propaganda. And we're going to, kind of talk about that a little bit more in this ne next subject, but is there anything you want to comment on, Lauren? Yeah, I mean, I think this is very real, and um, I feel like most of us know and can obviously see that we're being manipulated by news, by propaganda, by all these things, but we still so easily follow it. You know, the Bible uh, says so many things about that, but, you know, um, it makes me think, and it's not the same point, but like even when we are deceived to believe false prophets, which a couple series ago, we talked about that, right? But even these people that, like Homer said, have an agenda, you know, all these different news outlets, all these different things, we are so easily following it like sheep to the slaughter. Yeah. And, and uh, what this really leads me to, the main thing that I think about when we're talking about this first point, manipulated with propaganda, is why, especially as Christ followers, do you feel justified all of a sudden? Do we feel justified all of a sudden to slander and talk so much smack? Yeah. You know, <laughs> like I'm just being real. Like before, you know, all this election's coming up, like we're all like, okay, like, you know, we may fall into that here and there but it's it's like so much easier well i'm gonna talk smack do like this and you're we're so loose with our tongue you know whether it's we're posting it we're posting about our president right now who is uh you know recovering or from covid i've been disgusted seeing you know people that i know and even respect you know are talking about well this is karma this is what he gets like just, i hope he dies yeah like guys <laughs> What gives you the right to slander? What gives us the right to feel so justified, so high-minded, so um, 
you know, thinking we're all that in a bag of chips that we have the right to say that about anybody, period. You know, so if it wasn't for this going on, I think for the most part, we try our best to like not just, you know, just blurt out everything that we can think of about people we don't like. But all of a sudden now it's okay and you yeah. feel justified and you feel protected. Like I can say this because it's just right. I'm just righteously angry. It's like, no, like you're, 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 that's not nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so like at the end of the day, it's like not nice. Like your mom could tell you that, like it's obvious. And so we have to, again, when it comes to politics, when it comes to the subject as Christians, guys, let's take a step back, chill yeah. out for a second, you know, and honestly, when it when on this topic too, guys, if you feel like you need a break from from um, you know social media from the news at this moment just to clear your head because it's just feeding so much and you're getting so angry and frustrated and it's any everything you think about everything you talk about. Well, you might have to make that decision to temporarily take a step back so that you can kind of detox from yeah. everything to kind of regroup, to get your heart back in the right place, to really evaluate like what you're leading with, how you're coming across, because that is important. Yeah. If you need to take the news app and, and, and um, on your phone and where you don't get notifications every time there's a new thing, you know, slightly, but if you need to do that for yourself, just do it. What's, I mean, what's the worst going to happen? And so, um, yeah, so that's my point. Just take a break and, you know, let's be careful not to just feel so justified to slander other people because that's not right and it's not okay. We just need to be nice, you know? And so God loves everybody, um, whether you like them or not, he died for them equally. So we shouldn't wish any harm on them or karma or negative things on yeah. them. We need to pray for anybody, you know, and everybody. And so, yeah, that's my thoughts. You know, it, it's so powerful what you're saying. And it makes me think about even just what you're mentioning right now is about how everyone is so riled up. Mm -hmm. And it's because you're digesting just nonstop politics. Imagine if you were to just digest the word of God mm. like that. If you were to listen to podcasts, listen to worship music, like how strong would your spirit man be if you were to digest spiritual stuff the way that you digest political stuff? You'd be on an unstoppable Christian. The, the things that you've been struggling with in your life, you'd probably break chains and bondages that you struggle with for years if you would just take the same amount of tenacity you had in political consumption as you did with spiritual consumption. Yeah. And look, let's, let's really look at rationalizing the outcomes and opinions of others in a more balanced way. All right. Some of you guys are still chewing on this idea that that you may have been just consuming so much propaganda and being manipulated to be, to be way more passionate about something than you probably should. And I want us to take a step back and like, let's again, don't don't leave me yet. OK, some of you are like, how dare you? You're already mm -hmm. ready to get it off. Don't leave just yet. Let's let's rational. Let's rationalize what we're saying. For thousands of years, fear has been the biggest tool in persuading or motiva motivating people within countries. For thousands of years. This is like you could watch any like movie, watch it, do any study, and fear is the biggest motivator for control. Mm -hmm. Right? Do you agree with that? Yes, I do. Historically. Mm -hmm. And now let's take a step back. When it comes to both sides and both candidates what why is it that you don't want the other person to win 
think about it for a second. The number one reason is fear. Both sides, Republicans, Democrats, no matter who you are, that the other side is convinced and afraid, terribly afraid, that if the other candidate wins, it's the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Our country is over. All freedom is lost if the other person wins. Yeah. Let that really settle in. Because I think it's a very sobering moment to realize that your biggest motivation of not wanting the other candidate to win is fear. And now tell me that you have not been given, fed propaganda. Mm -hmm. Now tell me that you've not been manipulated by the news. The number one motivating factor is fear. Even think about, to, to think about in a way that both sides are afraid of the same thing. Maybe you're thinking, well, no, it's the candidate themselves that I, I completely disagree with. They're a horrible person. And I want, I want you to stay with me, take a step back. When it comes to the candidates, both sides think the other candidate is a bigger problem. Both candidates have accused the other of being racist. Both candidates have accused the other of being liars. Both candidates have accused the other ones of being completely selfish. I mean, guys, both sides have the same accusations of the other. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, and we were talking about the, the presidential <laughs> campaigns right now. Mm -hmm. And our discussion then turned into of which candidate was more racist. <laughs> <laughs> we both agreed of racist points, but then it turned into like, well, which one's more? <laughs> Is that not the most ridiculous thing that anyone's ever heard of? Yeah. And guys, we have, we've just really been drinking the Kool-Aid far too long. Yeah. We've been completely motivated by fear, and we, we have allowed the media to blow things completely out of proportion. We've allowed these, these politicians to completely blow things out of proportion. I mean, it, some of us are convinced that if the other candidate doesn't win, climate change is gonna destroy the entire world. <laughs> Within 10 years, like yeah. it, we're gonna all die. And, the, the issue is, it's like, to think that the whole world's gonna end, and if the other candidate wins, that they're gonna save the entire world, it's just crazy, dude. My dad was telling me about a time about 40 years ago, he went into this hardware store, and the people working there were, were talking about how the country was at $2 trillion in debt. And that they were just like completely, like terrified and just couldn't stop talking about it. We're telling everyone had brochures saying, man, don't you, do you even know how much $2 trillion is? I mean, it, it's going to ruin our country. There's no way we'll make it 10 years from now. The end of the world, because that president at that time had accrued that, that much debt. It's ruining the entire country. There's no way we'll make it. And now 30, 40 years later, almost a lifetime later, the biggest debate going on is is establishing a stimulus package for the people that is that much as what the debt used to be. Yeah. 
I mean, like to think that we've made it this far and that's just a small little trinket now mm -hmm. to what the, the entire debt has become. And yet we're still and still the, one of the greatest and strongest countries in the world. Yeah. I mean, think about that, that our fears are really not as big as they are, as, as we imagine them to be. Mm -hmm. And we need to take a step back and understand that we need to stop letting fear motivate us and freak us out and and destroy the relationships that we have with others. You've had great friends on your Facebook before you deleted them all because they had a different opinion than you. Mm -hmm. You never had a problem with them before, but you've allowed fear to totally manipulate you to thinking that that everybody that doesn't think diff the same as you should be destroyed, <laughs> that should be deleted. Diversity is a beautiful thing. I mean, our country is made, our government is made to be diverse. How, how scary it is to, to take out diversity to where only one mentality, one mindset can dictate the, the choice of, of everyone. Mm -hmm. And I wanna, I wanna read this verse as, as a close to this point. In 1 Corinthians 6, chapter one, verse seven, says, when one of you has a dispute with another believer, how dare you file a lawsuit and ask a secular court to decide the matter instead of taking it to other believers? Don't you realize that someday we believers will judge the world? And since you are going to judge the world, can't you decide even these little things among yourselves? Don't you realize that we will judge angels? So you should surely be able to resolve ordinary disputes in this life. If you have legal disputes about such matters, why go to outside judges who are not respected by the church? I'm saying this to shame you. Isn't there anyone in all the church who is wise enough to decide these issues, but instead one believer sues another right in front of other believers? One, let me say it another way. One believer slanders another right in front of other believers. Even to have such lawsuits with one another is a defeat for you. Let me say it another way. Even to have such disagree violent disagreements with one another is a defeat for you. Why not just accept the injustice and leave it at that? Why not let yourselves be cheated? If Paul is literally urging us, to allow ourselves to be cheated and unjustified in, in order to have unity within the church, how much more would he urge us mm -hmm. to, to allow someone to have a different opinion than you? Yeah. Why not just let them have a different opinion? Why not let just them to just vote differently than you? Why? Is it really worth it to have the church divided, to have your family divided, yeah. to have your marriage divided? You know, there's people that have gotten divorced over political differences. How foolish and dumb. That is ridiculous. And here we are letting that same kind of foolishness destroy the Christian church because people have diverse opinions. Yeah. Because they have a different perspective. Lauren, what, what do you have to say as we, we go into the last point? <laughs> I'm all, I'm no. all mad now. Yeah, he's mad. Um, but I mean, um, yeah, I think when I when you began this this specific point, it just makes me think of like the truth is this whole um, concept of fear is so um, such a powerful tool that is used, right? And like especially right now when it comes to um, all the propaganda going on, all the election, everything. If you look back, just like Homer said in history, like 
Fear is an ugly and powerful tool that is used to do what? To control, to get a certain outcome from the people. And, And so we have to, especially as Christians, not fall for that. That's a part of the enemy's plan, right? That's how the enemy works to cause us to fear and to control us and manipulate us into doing what, you know, the, the wrong thing, if that makes sense. And so we are allowing fear to do its job. We're allowing fear to creep in and we're so afraid of the outcome in different ways, whether you recognize it as I'm afraid or not at the essence, when, when you take a moment to really evaluate, um, why you're responding, why you're feeling the way it is, just like Homer said, it's because we're afraid of the outcome of the other side that we're against, if that makes sense. And so really all I'm, my, my main, you know, takeaway from that is like how powerful that tool is, but in a very negative way and how we need to open our eyes and see that it is being used so heavily to manipulate us into certain decisions, into certain thoughts, into certain actions, to where when you're afraid of something and fear is strong in that specific area of your life, it causes you to react in a way that you weren't planning on it. Fear causes you to freak out. Fear causes you to react. Fear causes you to act in ways that you maybe wouldn't have if you weren't afraid and could think rationally. So when it comes to our relationships, when it comes to the church, when it comes to all these different things, do not allow this overwhelming sense of fear to make you act and react and respond in ways that you normally wouldn't. And and especially when it comes to the church and when it comes to your fellow believers and relationships and spouses and friends, like if if y'all really disagree so much on this specific topic, stop talking about it together. Just, okay, let it be what it is and talk about the next thing that y'all maybe can agree on and enjoy conversation there. But to throw out a whole life-giving friendship, marriage, uh, church, um, whatever it is for you because of that political belief, then that's like ridiculous. And so don't let fear do its job. And, you know, just stay to stay true to, you know, your morals and who you are and what you believe in Christ, because that's really at the end of the day what matters, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You know, I, I, I like what you said right now. And it's really we need to look at what's actually eternal instead of the things that are yeah. temporary. We need to look at what is actually eternal instead of things that are temporary. We we have truly made politics our God. Instead of looking through the eyes of the cross, we've been looking through the eyes of politics. And politics, I don't know if you guys knew this, but I was once, uh, I remember when I uh, was witnessing a long time ago, and one of the common things that was brought up when I was trying to to share Christ to God with somebody um, was that somebody, someone would always say, well, wasn't religion invented by man? God, the whole idea and concept of God was created by man. And my response would be now, no, you're thinking of politics. <laughs> that was created yeah. by man. And politics was actually created by man and have, has always been used to replace the place of God mm-hmm. in people's lives. And I'll... I'll emphasize it with the scripture in first samuel chapter 8 verse 4 through 9 this is when israel first started asking for a king and it says finally all the elders of israel met at ramah to discuss the matter with samuel look they told him you are now old and your sons are not like you give us a king 
to judge us like all the other nations have. Samuel was displeased with their request and went to the Lord for guidance. Do everything they have uh, they say to you, the Lord replied, for they are rejecting me, not you. They don't want me to be their king any longer. Ever since I brought them from Egypt, they have continually abandoned me and followed other gods. And now they are giving you the same treatment. Do as they ask, but solemnly warn them about the way a king will reign over them. This is, a, this is such a powerful scripture of where God is making the connection of people wanting politics over God himself. Mm-hmm. Wanting the security of, of government over the security in God. There's so much to unpack just right here. But the... What, we, what the focus I want us to look at is that to really understand that every government and country will eventually fade away. Yeah. Every single country, every single government will eventually fade away. But God's kingdom is the only one that will last forever. Think of the idea of, of willing to disown your family members, church members, close friends for... A government that is temporary. Mm-hmm. It, if you are a Christian, if you're a believer, you have the idea and belief of eternity. Mm-hmm. And what are you going to say to that person if you get to heaven, you meet that person there that you disowned? There is no country. There is no government anymore. All governments ended up turning to the Antichrist anyway, <laughs> one world order. So that no matter what government you're supporting, it's all going to go to hell anyway. Yeah. And you face him on in heaven and say, yeah, about that. My bad. <laughs> that was crazy, right? <laughs> Man, we could have actually had a really great, meaningful time together on earth mm-hmm. if I didn't disown you for something that was temporary. Yeah. Now we have something that will last forever, but it's stained from the way I treated you on earth. Yeah. I mean, think about that perception. Mm-hmm. Think about the idea of on your deathbed. And the family members and friends that you've disowned, that you that you completely cast out of your life, and on your deathbed, do you think it's going to matter who's in office? Do you think it's going to matter who's the president at that moment? But what is going to matter is the relationships that you're close to. And if you continue to push everybody away, you're missing out at such such meaningful opportunities of people to be by your bedside. Not just family members, but people that would be amazing friends to you, like family, but you've completely thrown them out because of political difference. Mm-hmm. And I am, I am just so taken back that we've replaced love one another with love one another that vote the same way mm-hmm. and hate everyone else. Love those who vote the same way and hate everybody else. In John chapter 3, verse 30, it says, John the Baptist said about Jesus, He must become greater and greater, and I must become less and less. We need to start applying this principle to Jesus instead of politics. Mm-hmm. We, this verse applies to, to every human being. It's just who is becoming greater and greater. Mm-hmm. Is Trump becoming greater and greater and you becoming less and less? Is Biden becoming greater and greater and you becoming less and less? When, when are you going to decide to put Jesus in that place instead? 
and allow Jesus to become greater and greater in your life while you become less and less. Because it's only at that moment that we can express what we were made to do, and that's love one another. Yeah. I want us to close right here, and I want you to, to think deeply about where you're at. I want you to have a moment in this topic. Take a step back and say, where have, who have I been making greater and greater in my life? Have I been being completely motivated by the propaganda of fear? You can have your opinions about whatever political official. That, that's your right to have an opinion. Mm -hmm. But the minute that we start completely dividing over one another, over diversity, that's incredibly scary. And I, I really believe that God is moving on your hearts right now. There's so many of you that have your hearts moved. And whether you've been the one spouting off or whether you've been the one just silently rejecting others that have been spouting off. Even if you've just been like trying to keep your head cool, neutral party, but you've been saying, saying to yourself like, well, they're, they're X, Y, Z. They're, they're horrible people for this and that. Dude, how can you love that person even through this? Be, even though that they're at that extreme spot of being mo motivated by fear. Mm -hmm. How can we come back to a place where we're putting Jesus first, making Jesus greater and greater, and us becoming less and less? It takes humility. And now putting politics aside for a moment, I want you to think about your relationship with Jesus. This idea that we talked about with eternity, this, this, this subject that everybody has to face in the world, every single person has to face eternity in one moment. And most of us, just like with politics, have pushed it off as far as we possibly can so that we don't have to answer it, so that we don't have to think about it. Hopefully someone else will make the decision for me one day. I'll just be told what to believe. It'll be easier that way. But God calls us to make a decision. He's so confrontational in presenting His Son to us on the cross and saying, make a decision. This is the love that I have for the world. I'm willing to pay the price of all the world's sin, all, all things that are wrong with the world. I'm, I'm here to pay the price for it on the cross. Make a decision. And I think that it's ample time, someone watching this right now, that you've been putting off that decision for a long time. And God is trying to call you out, saying, do it. Make the decision. And if you're here, you're listening to this, you're watching this, and you're ready to make that decision, the Bible makes it so simple. And it says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is who he says he is, that he died on the cross, that he rose from the dead, that he's the son of God. And you, that surely you shall be saved. And when you make that confession, when you believe in your heart, when you inwardly make a decision and outwardly express it, that that is the beginning start. That is the seed that is planted of a Christian journey. Mm -hmm. And it's up to you how much you water it. It's how much you, it's up to you of what what kind of a repentant lifestyle looks like. Mm -hmm. But you, I really believe that's an all-in thing with God because He's not a dummy. 
And if you're ready to make that decision now, pray that prayer. Talk to Jesus. Make an authentic conversation with him right now. You don't even need us to do it for you. You need to start being authentic with God because he loves you so much. He knows everything about you in a good way. <laughs> and he knows all of our struggles. He knows all the things that were difficult for us. He knows our childhood challenges. He knows the things that bring you happiness and joy. He cares about you. And so you can feel the freedom to talk to him just as you are. And if you do pray that prayer tonight, we would love to connect with you as a church family. We don't want you to have to walk through this alone. It makes it so much more life-giving to be able to have family, people to, to walk alongside you on this Christian journey. That's the whole purpose of the church. Mm -hmm. So if you pray that prayer today, we totally want to be your friends. <laughs> and we would love for you to message us and just say, hey, I, I made that decision today. What do I do now? <laughs> and we would love to connect with you and walk with you on that. Um, as we close out, anything that you want to say as closing words, Lauren? I mean, really, you know, this last point that you shared um, was just powerful. And I um, just one thing came to mind, and there's um, a verse in the Bible that says, um, don't put your trust in, in kings and princes. Mm -hmm. They will fail you. And, and it goes on to say, you know, basically the essence of um, I, what I feel like God wants us to end with and what you're saying is that these people that we're fighting over, fighting for, um, when it comes to all these politics, mm -hmm. like they're going to fail us regardless of how much you trust them. You know, regardless of how much you're rooting for them. And we're putting so much energy and time and effort into it. And we have to understand that at the end of the day, where is our heart and our perspective? And, and you know, where is our focus? Like, honestly and truthfully, Jesus yeah. never will. It's not just a pretty saying, but God never will. Just like that last scripture you shared in story, you know, where they're wanting, you know, specific leaders and kings to lead them and they're rejecting Christ. We, can, we have to be careful as Christians to not... Uh, put these um, different political leaders and figures or people that you trust and follow above your trust and desire yeah. for God because no matter who it is, man will fail you, but God never will. Um, and so put that effort and focus and energy on your relationship with Christ that is eternal um, and not just temporary. And so, um, you know, I really liked that last point that you shared. And um, besides that, I really enjoyed today and love y'all. And I really hope that y'all come um, join us next Sunday in person. That's going to be awesome. And so, yeah. yeah, 1030. Yeah, beautiful, Lauren. I love that verse you shared right now. That was yeah. powerful. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> um, well, with that being said, we are so grateful for you guys being a part. If you have it on your heart to give today, to donate, um, even start tithing to Grape Top, maybe that... Uh, Grave Top has been like your spiritual news <laughs> and it's become your source of being fed and you want to make Grave Top Church your home church. Um, we would not be able to do what we do. We would not be able to give um, messages like this that, that, uh, that are edifying, that unite um, people and, and bridge the gaps that we have if it wasn't for those who donate, for those who tithe. You guys truly make it possible, make a difference um, at Grave Top Church. And so if that's on your heart today, we encourage you to never feel pressured or persuaded to give when you don't feel led to give. But if the Holy Spirit is unctioning you, that's a moment of to be obedient to God. To, and it's so fulfilling. There's so much peace that comes with it. You can go to gravetop.com, click the Give tab. It tells you all the different ways to give there. You can give online. You can give through third-party apps like Venmo or Cash App. Um, you can even text to give. Uh, and it tells you all the information at gravetop.com. And like Lauren said, 
next week on the 11th we are meeting in person um yet and uh we are going to have uh the the whole nine yards those y'all in san antonio know that we have strict regulations for people that show up in person we're going to be doing a live video to talk more about that um but we we have to abide by uh the the county's restrictions when it comes to covid a lot of y'all have already messaged us like so are we gonna have to wear this are we gonna do that whatever the legal requirements are we're gonna do that so um it's it's not even an opinion's sake it's what we have to do to be able to meet together um which is we're willing to do anything to be able to meet in person yeah. um we miss you guys so much uh, so you don't want to miss out. Next week we will be at uh, at our normal location at 10:30 in the morning. There will be snacks, there mm -hmm. will be coffee, and there will be a lot of love. Mm -hmm. um, and so please mark in your calendar and wake up early. Uh, and there, are, the way that we are planning our, we're going to continue to do our online services in the evening, mm -hmm. as well as have the in-person gathering in the mornings. But we're, we've been planning and strategically uh, talking about how we're going to make our in-person gatherings completely different than the online uh, message. And so online you get a, a, a message and a, uh, you really just get a message and you get to see uh, our pretty faces. Um, in-person gathering is going to have um, a lot more. Again, we'll, we'll share another live video talking more about it. Um, that being said, uh, any, last, uh, any last words? Love y'all. <laughs> love you guys love you guys <laughs> um and so anyone that is uh, incredibly mad at us for that message um Feel i hope free to like share <laughs> <laughs> like share um i i pray that that you listen to this message again and see our heart in sharing it yeah. um but we love you guys so much and just as a goodbye uh hey jeremy saw you there um laura keller what's going on <laughs> Crystal, Steph, Stephanie, uh, I see you just be blowing up on our comments. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. Right? I saw you tuning in first timer. In <laughs> person, we do actually have feedback questions where we all get to share yeah. and have question and response online. We don't just do the time. Uh, Nicole, Nicole what is going on? Good to see you. <laughs> um, we, we love you guys so much. We hope that you guys are able to make it um, this next Sunday in person. Those of y'all who aren't, we're still going to be online um, that evening. We love y'all. Have a great rest of your evening. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the message today. If you did, there's a couple things that you could do to connect. First is to subscribe to our show so that the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. And second is if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us continue to reach others, you can click the link in the description or visit our website, gravetop.com, and you can give now. I'll see you next time on the Gravetop Church Podcast.